G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Hoopball. Today we are discussing first round players and who you should pair them with in the second round. Let's go! G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. My name is Mitch Casey and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. And as always, I've got my good mate here, the fantasy guru, Callum Mack. How you doing, man? Mitchy boy, I'm doing well. How are you going? Very, very good, mate. Uh, we're in the thick of it. We are down the stretch for sure. There is, uh, I believe, you know, basically three weeks or so or, or just under three weeks left until the NBA season starts. Uh, fantasy drafts are happening right now. So shout out to anyone who is uh, doing their draft or has done their draft. Uh, feel free to reach out and, and let us know how your draft went and what your team ended up looking like. Love seeing that sort of stuff. Um, before we get stuck into the show today, a quick shout out to you guys over on YouTube. You've done an awesome job giving thumbs up to the videos. Let's keep it going with this video. Um, subscribing. Appreciate all the new guys coming through. If you haven't already... Go over onto the Apple Podcasts uh, portion of the show and give the show a five-star rating. We would much appreciate it. It allows us to do a lot more things and grow the show so we can do things like mock drafts, do things like Q&As in the future, and all sorts of things. We might even be starting to run leagues and things like that down the line. But give us a five-star. Help us grow the show on that side of things. But we're talking first-round pairings today. So who should you draft in the second round to pair with your first-round pick. Um, not something that I see much of in the fantasy basketball community out there and podcasts and videos and things like that. And I think it's something that really sets up your team, sets your draft up, and, and sort of dictates where you're going uh, from then on. Uh, what are your thoughts about how much planning and preparation do you normally do going into that second pick there, Cal, once you know what order you're, you're selecting? I think it's pretty vital. I think um, especially when you know where you are in your draft, you, you really want to kind of know who you want, uh, at least a feel of what you want for that second pick. Uh, these guys are the foundation for your team. Uh, they are very important. They need to complement each other. You can't go out there getting, you know, Giannis and then getting someone like, um, I don't know, someone that's crazy in three throws. Don- like a, a Jimmy Mitchell, Butler, yeah. for example. Yeah. yeah, Donovan Mitchell. Just it's just incompatible. It doesn't make sense um, in my mind. So it is very, very important. You have to keep it in mind. If you go in there being like, I want Giannis or I want a Luca, I'm going to punt three throws. Then obviously, you know, you're going after a Zion, you're going after a LeBron James in the next pick. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Now keep in mind guys, this is for head to head leagues. This would dramatically change if it is a Roto league, but keep your eyes peeled because we are going to be doing a Roto mock draft. So for all of you guys in Roto leagues, stay tuned for that video and that podcast coming soon. But we're talking category leagues. We're talking head-to-head. Let's get straight into it. We're talking at number one. We're going to go through who we think should be at these picks as well. We can debate that as well, Callum. But at number one, there's no debate here. It's Nikola Jokic. You've got pick one. And we're going to do we're going to do a bonus two picks with this one because you get back-to-back picks here. In the second and third round, you've got pick 24 and pick 25. Um, the way we're going to break this down is we'll talk about optimally 
like who would be the best person to pair with Nikola Jokic and who might be some fallback options, some other options to consider and what kind of order we would like them to be. Um, so at pick 24, who are you hoping falls to you at that point there, Cal? I'm actually really kind of hoping just to lock in what I did last season with Jokic, just the punt block side of things. It's got another big. You've got Julius Randle and you've got Demondis Sabonis staring at you at that pick. Um, I feel like on, on the turn, you should definitely have availability to get one of those guys. Um, Maybe. It, they, look, they could both be taken. That's yeah. the thing. If, if they do get taken, that's when you, you do a bit of a slide. You do it, yeah. If they're zigging, you zag. Um, that's, yeah. that's just how it is. But I would definitely be trying to eye that down because – that is a that is such a clear build. You get Jokic, you get either Randall, you get either Sabonis, and then you just lock that in. Who's your preference of the two? Um, of the two, it's it is tough. I'm looking at fantasy rankings. You got 31 for Julius Randall on Yahoo. Yeah, um, he's actually gone down a bit um, in the update. That seems crazy to me. It is a bit odd, and and Sabonis is at 23. I'm I understand both of them had some changes. I'm probably I think. On a nightly basis, I'm actually probably more on the Sabonis bandwagon. I think even with Rick Carlisle, he's due for a big season. Randall, he was the clear number one guy there. Um, and But there's some other guys that are coming in that's going to take some offense away in terms of Fournier and Kemba. Maybe his points come down a bit. Um, but look, I, you're honestly, they're two very similar players. It's still a win either way. Yeah, I think I'm slightly the opposite. I think I would go Randall over a Sabonis personally just because of the free throw percentage and because Randall also gives you some more threes as well, which is a weakness of Jokic. Um, not not that he doesn't shoot threes, but he's not like a Steph Curry, James Harden, Durant, Luka. He's not hitting the threes on the same level as those guys. So um, if you can get Randall, I think he's a better punt blocks guy to pair with Jokic. Yes, his field goal percentage isn't as good, so it kind of... You know, maybe you might lean into a punt field goal percentage point from that point. Um, so I agree with your your stance there. You would want to get one of those bigs. And I'll even throw in Nikola Vucevic there, who may slip, probably won't. But if Vucevic is available, I think you swoop him up. Uh, but I would be going Vucevic, Randall, Sabonis. You would be going Vucevic, Sabonis, Randall. Is that, would that be correct? That's correct. And I wouldn't even be mad if I ended up with Randall. As I said, you're really flipping a coin. Yeah. Uh, they're very similar players. Um, Let's talk about some guards that you might want to pair with um, Jokic. Look, uh, I'm going to go out and say that if Jimmy Butler is available at 24, you snatch him up. Um, I think that, look, on Yahoo right now, he is uh, ranked absurdly low. Let me just double check because I did. Now, Yahoo's risen. He's at the 16. Oh, has he? Yes. Okay. That might have been before the update. update. I think he was around the mid-20s, but he's risen a fair bit in the update. Okay. So, so maybe you would have got him in an earlier draft, but now, oh, I see Van Vliet has also gone up as well. So he's another player who I was also targeting. So Jimmy Butler, Van Vliet. The reason that is because Jokic doesn't get any steals. Well, he doesn't get any steals. Traditionally, he gets less steals than he did last season. I can see that coming back a little bit. Um, and those steals are very hard to get, um, you know, throughout the draft. So lock in one of those elite guys, get the, the, the assists. Um, even in a Fred Van Vliet situation, Jokic has enough field goal percentage buffer to sort of offset that, so you don't have to punt it. Um, but obviously, in a Jimmy Butler situation, you might lean into a punt three situation um, with Jokic and Butler as your starting pieces there. And I also want to throw out there Donovan Mitchell and Zach Levine as guard options. Of those guys, Butler, Van Vliet, Levine, and Mitchell, how would you rank those in terms of preference? 
Um, I love me some Jimmy. I'm going Jimmy number one. This because the build makes a lot of sense. Yes. With Jokic. You punt the threes. It's very clear um, from that way onwards. I, I think Zach might take a bit of a knock with the lineup in Chicago, a bit of uncertainty. So I would definitely put Donovan above him. Okay. Um, and Fred Van Fleet, I'd actually probably have just behind Jimmy. So it'd be Jimmy, Fred Van Fleet, um, then a Donovan, then a Zach Levine yeah. in that order. I think the first two separate themselves from the second two pretty clearly. They also are probably less likely to make it to pick 24 as well. So you're kind of hoping that they get there. But I, I've got no problem drafting Levine, Donovan Mitchell to pair with Jokic as well. You're getting huge points. You're getting huge threes. Um, big assist numbers. Great free throw percentage. In Levine's case, you're getting a very solid field goal percentage guy from your guard position. Um, so... Again, you're worrying about those steals with a couple of those players because Levine and Mitchell don't get the most amount of steals as guards. So maybe you're starting to consider punting that that category. And in fact, with a lot of these guys outside of Butler and Van Vliet, you are considering that that punt as a strategy. But I don't think it's dire just yet. You might see who you get back on the next round before you maybe completely dive all the way in there. Let's talk about pick two here. Steph Curry, we think, is the um, runaway pick two favorite here. Obviously, Wiggins' news makes that even more of a case. He's going to be, again, putting up 30-plus points a night, I think, this season. Um, who, do we, who do we want to pair with Steph Curry ideally here, Cal? At pick 20, what would it be at? 23. Um, yep, 20, 23. I feel like you could potentially get a Fred Van Fleet if he falls here and this lock in a bit of a punt field goal build with Steph. Yep. Um, you're going pretty guard heavy at that point, but I feel like most punt field goal um, punts are. Um, otherwise, you could just you know switch it up and get a big. Um, you could get any of the bigs fit with um, Curry. You could get uh, Vucevic. You could get even a Bam out of bio. Um, the points aren't quite there, but everything else is. The assists are bumped up because Steph assists aren't super crazy. They're only about five and a half ish because um, Draymond does run a bit of the offense. So that being in mind, I probably would try to get someone with the assist to just make sure I'm still pretty competitive. And bigs are hard to come by this year in, in the draft. So something like a BAM, I would be pretty happy with. Yeah, I think you're probably going to hear a few of these names as well. Julius Randle, DeMontis Sabonis, I think, again, fall in this zone very well here. Again, with Steph, I'd probably lean towards Randle over Sabonis. Free throw percentage being my, my uh, reasoning there. Vucevic, as you said, if he falls down, although I'm not expecting him to, as well, and Fred Van Vliet. So a lot of the similar kind of names um, here because, again, you're probably looking at another punt block situation. Uh, in, in your mock, you took Chris Paul here. Now, I know you were kind of trying to experiment with a little bit with a punt rebounds kind of build there. Um, would that be something you would recommend in uh, in a normal head-to-head 12-team league? Um, you just have to keep an eye on the points. You can do it. Um, Chris Paul will still be pretty good. That was that, yeah, punt, punt rebounds, yep. um, punt field goal build that I made out to the uh, the the followers out there. I I personally, at the end of it, I feel like I probably could have done someone a bit better in the end. Um, Chris Paul at 16 points in that spot is it's pretty tough. And it it's is. very tough to make up. So he probably really does fit more the punt points build. Um, Steph Curry, though, should be over 30 points a game. Uh, he put up 32 last season, so... What about someone like uh, Lamelo Ball? Would you be comfortable drafting a Lamelo Ball in this spot at pick twenty three? Um, I think I would, just because he does still get the rebounds. His points, I think he's going to average about twenty six and six um, with good at steals and about two threes a game. Field goal won't be bad. I feel like um, so it won't be good. Um, it will be pretty pretty average. So once again, if you get him, I probably would be locking in the punt field goal um, yeah. side of things and go a bit more guard heavy. 
Yeah. Look, I also think that he is someone, if we go back to Jokic as well, I think he's behind a few of those other guards, personally, just because you've got the percentage issues and the turnover issues if you care about those sort of things. But uh, he is someone who you can fall back on if all those other names are taken. Let's talk about James Harden, who I think has moved into the consensus number three pick ahead of Giannis. I used to have Giannis here, but with the Kyrie Irving news and a bit of uncertainty there, there's probably more likely of a chance that James Harden scores a little bit more than he did last year. He's definitely going to get those assists and that ball handling opportunity. So I think he is number three. Yeah, Again, you're probably going to hear a lot of the same names. You're punting field goal percentage, so maybe you, Donovan Mitchell raises a bit higher on your board. Julius Randle, I think, is definitely someone who I'd be targeting with James Harden. Um, lock in those sort of threes, assists, um, good points. Get you those rebounds, and then you can look for another guard on the third round. Um, anyone else that you feel like we haven't mentioned here, or, or it's all a bunch of the similar kind of names here? Um, one guy I actually kind of like with um, James Harden is because he does rebound pretty well for um, for a guard. He put up about eight per game, yep. which is you know as good as some of the bigs do um, yep. in, in seasons. I actually don't hate if you can. He might not fall to you, but um, even if you can get a Trey Young at this point and yeah, he's okay. locking so many points, so many assists, you can really go big heavy after that and just make sure you win the big guy categories because you're so elite in assists um, and points as well and threes just for those picks. So. If you can go top-heavy there, um, you can balance out the team pretty nicely. You'd be looking extremely strong in those assist categories and the free-throw percentage categories. So I actually like that a lot. I think that if if he's there, he's the the best-case scenario. And I think the next best scenario would be like your uh, Julius Randles, Vucevic's, um, Donovan Mitchells, and those sort of types in that kind of situation. Let's switch it up a little bit here because we've talked about a a bunch of the same kind of names here. But Giannis Antetokounmpo, in this situation... Who do you think is going to be the the number one target? Now, I would have, uh, before the news that we've had the last couple of days, I would have said Zion Williamson would be the, that's the guy you want. I don't know anymore. What are some other names that we're looking to target and pair with Giannis outside of Zion? Uh, I think the next clear pick, you just got to go LeBron. Um, He still puts up 25, 7 and 7. He's been doing it for about 15 years. Um, I don't, that's not going to change just because he's moving to the, his, his rebounds might even go up with um, Anthony Davis going into the center. Um, yeah. Look, Russ might, he's going to jump in and get a few, but LeBron always puts up stats. Uh, I wouldn't be worried about him playing with Westbrook. Um, I, I think it's probably even going to help in terms of he doesn't have to work as hard out there um, for the full course of the season. So if, if you're hesitant on sign because of the injury, I, I'd be pretty keen on LeBron. Otherwise you can go with some of the classic bigs um, in the punt three, throw build. Ready to go bear, yeah, Clint Capella. Probably might be a bit early for Clint Capella, but yeah, go bear. I, I don't mind it. I, I personally would rather get some more assists, some more steals, some more points at this point of uh, the draft. So yeah, that's your LeBron James, like you were saying. Um, I would even go bam out of bio over, yeah, go bear and, and, and those other big guys first as well. Lock in those assists out of position as well, which are hard in that in that punt build. Uh, let's go on to Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, now, He's a bit of a funny one because there's not a clear sort of weakness in his game. You could say steals, although punting steals on its own is a bit of a hard one to do. Um, I quite like going with a punt um, field goal percentage uh, build here, maybe a soft punt on the blocks or something like that, just because Carlton Towns is really good in threes. He's really good at assists from the big uh, guy position. And if you have that in the center in that type of build, it can be really valuable. Um, don't necessarily have to lock it in, but I like pairing him with a guard. I think Trey Young is an excellent... If you can get him on this team, 
maybe a Fred Van Vliet if you want to really get those steals back up, if you want to protect that, if you don't want to go to the punt steals kind of strategy. I think those are the two guys who I would be hoping fall to me. Um, would you agree with that? And is there anyone else you want to throw out there for, for Carthy Towns pairings? Yeah, I really like the Trey Young one. You can punt the field goal and punt a bit of turnovers because they're both pretty bad yep. um, when, when it comes to that. So, yeah, look, I, I'm a big fan of that as well. Um, you could maybe go for a punt steal route as well if you wanted to, but sure. that can be a bit more difficult to yep. do. Trey Young is also someone who doesn't get a lot of steals, so maybe you consider that. Maybe instead of punting, it's a difficult one because you don't want to go too crazy. Um, maybe you, you're forced to get some high steals in the next round, but... I, I do really like it because you're really consolidating points. You're really consolidating threes, assists, free throw percentage, all that, that good stuff. Plus, you've got the high rebounds, um, some sort of blocks from Carlton Towns to keep your options open uh, moving forward. Um, you know, it might be a bit early, but but you might you might consider someone like uh, a Donovan Mitchell and a Zach Levine, although I think you've got more of a chance of those other guys being available Let's talk about the next guy, Damian Lillard. Now, who do we pair with Damian Lillard here? Now, he's uh, obviously a point guard. He's going to be those classic guard stats. Again, you're seeing a lot of these similar names here, but who would be the number one pairing for you with a Damian Lillard here? And what are you looking to punt? Um, I kind of like the same with um, with the Harden where you can just go all in here. So you can go with Damian Lillard and you get a Fred Van Fleet. Um, you punt the field goal. That's that's a pretty easy one. Done. Um, same with the Trey Young who's come up a bit now. Um, you just go guard heavy to begin with with Dame Lillard and you just kind of get the bigs that, that do fit. You could try and get some blocks in um, just to win that category. Um, or you get the the bigs that punt the field goal, like the Vucevic, um, those kind of guys. Yeah. You can see a lot of these names starting to come up a fair bit here, guys. You can tell who the who the players that we like. You know, your Trey Youngs, <laughs> uh, Fred Van Vliet are coming up a lot. Um, later in the in the draft, the, the Randalls and Sabonises we like at the end of the second round. Um, so there, there are common things, but obviously you're going to be one person drafting in, in your league and maybe your other teammates and other league mates haven't heard this podcast. So um, you, you'll know which guys to targets here. I think here's where we, we might have said someone like a... Like a um, a Kyrie Irving or something like this might have been someone that you would have targeted. I no longer think that's the case. You don't you don't target him in the second round with this news unless something dramatically changes between now and your draft in terms of, yep, he's vaccinated, it's all good, and he's going to play all their games at home. Um, I would consider him here otherwise, but not anymore. I would lean Fred Van Vliet over Trey Young here um, just because of the steals, and we know Damian Lillard lacks a bit in the steals, and if you're going to go with a heavy point guard punting strategy, You've got to get those steals early with with Lillard. Um, so for me, Fred Van Vliet is a number one choice. I also would consider Vucevic if you wanted the big, um, if you wanted to get that point guard and then a big guard to go there. There is more of a chance that Vucevic is available here than later in the draft that we were talking about um, before. Let's talk about Luca now. Luca's a bit of a funny one. You can go a number of different ways. Who who do you want to draft with Luca uh, on the turn here? We've got him as our seventh ranked player uh, for head to head leagues. Yeah, I've decided if I'm going to take him, I'm just going to lock in the punt three throw bill because it is pretty good this year. If you can get him and a Zion, uh, you're laughing. You get him and a LeBron James. Because um, even if you get him and a LeBron James, it's kind of a soft punt on free throws. And then yep. it obviously threes. depends what other guys you, you get um, in the later rounds. But you could just go those two and do a soft punt and, and figure the rest out. So those would be my top two. Yep, I like it. I think I think they're probably my top two as well with uh, a Bam Adebayo being a third place guy as well. The good thing about Luka Doncic compared to a Giannis in terms of that punt 
free throw percentage build. Luca gives you a lot of threes. So you don't necessarily have to go the traditional punt, free throws, and threes. You maybe want to go with a, maybe a softer punt, look after those points assists a little bit better. Um, the only downside of that is you're probably lacking a bit more in those defensive stats. So that's when you want to go a little bit earlier on those guys that give you the big steals, give you the big blocks, um, probably in the next round because Zion doesn't give you those either. LeBron doesn't give you those much anymore. Bam, a little bit. Okay, so there's the upside of taking Bam if you are worried about those steals and blocks. But yeah, just keep that in mind. You're going to have massive... like You get Zion and Luka, the field goal percentage sorts itself out. The points are there. The assists, rebounds are pretty strong. Um, but it's all those other sort of little stats that you've got to look after as well. So I'm in agreement there. Let's talk about Kevin Durant, who was our eighth-ranked player. Uh, might get a bit of a boost with Kyrie Irving out, just like James Harden, but obviously still a little bit of injury risk. Who are you wanting to pair Kevin Durant with? You can go a number of different ways with Durant. Yeah, he's a bit tough, isn't he? Because um, mm. there's no real clear punt. Um, obviously, you get the turnovers that are a bit high. The steals are also a bit low, but those aren't your, your most obvious punt strategies. So, look, there's heaps different ways you can go with Kevin Durant. You just want to take the guy's best available. Um, I'm not going to um, be mad at that, but yeah. um, it could be good to get a big man. Uh, you could get a, a Vucevic maybe because um, he's a bit bit later um, in the first round. Um, you could even go a bit smaller. Um, I think whoever falls to you with Kevin Durant is who you should be taken would be my number one tip. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. In terms of players who I think are going to be the players that might fall to you that are the best value, um, we've got players like Jimmy Butler. Um, if a Bradley Beal falls to you with a few um, concerns about his COVID um, vaccination status, uh, Paul George, who is in our eyes a first-round player, we'll, we'll talk about him a bit later, falls to you. Those players, you're just snatching up you just you, and you're figuring the route the rest later. Um, Fred Van Vliet, we both really like um, as uh, someone who you can maybe go into a punt field goal percentage build, but even with Durant, you might not have to you can still keep yourself a little bit of flexibility there. So those are the kind of players that I'm starting to think about. And yeah, Vucevic would be my number one uh, big guy. Embiid, Davis, if people are concerned about that, sometimes they can fall. Um, so yeah, but I, I would agree. The, the, the highest ranked player that you think is still available, just go with that guy and then let that determine your punt for the next uh, the next round. Let's go on to Joel Embiid. I'm gonna, let's, let's, the, our next two players are Joel Embiid and Anthony Davis. Um, let's let's group them together. Two big guys, fairly similar stat sets. Davis is going to give you a bit more blocks. Joel Embiid a bit more points. Um, everything else is kind of similar. You might be looking at a punt assist threes combination with these guys. Who do you think would be the best pairing for these guys? Um, you're probably looking at picks. What will we be at? 15, 16 if you're drafting around this, this sort of spot here. Uh, where, where would you be hoping to go with this one, Cal? Um, both of them kind of do scream the punt three pointer um, because they don't hit a whole lot. So you could get the Jimmy Butler. Um, yep. They are a bit later there. There's nothing wrong with being Jimmy Butler up in the mid teens, which is where he's projected out. Um, he's ranked at 16. Yep. So I do quite like that. Um, you can look that in an Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler combo is pretty good. And Joel and B Jimmy Butler's more or less the very similar, same thing. So that'd probably be my favorite pick. Yeah, I, I like that as well. It's what I went with in our um, mock draft, the 14-team mock draft. I, I had Anthony Davis, I think it was a pick 11 or pick 12, I can't quite remember, and then I folded it up with uh, Jimmy Butler. And I liked how it turned out. Um, there's a few things you've got to look after your points. You do have to look after 
um, your, your percentages. I think you might also choose to maybe punt the free throws later on, although Jimmy does give you good value in free throws. Um, obviously, I think the ideal scenario is that one of the other guys fall to you. You get Joel Embiid or you get Anthony Davis and then the other one falls to you. You can get both of them. I would be <laughs> twin I'd, towers. Yeah, though. I'd be very happy, happy doing that because I think you've got a lot of upside there. The issue that I find with a few of those guys like Embiid, Davis, Jimmy Butler, they're all a little bit injury risky, which is not my favorite thing in the world. But I think the value can't really deny it. So if you if you are someone who's a bit more injury risk adverse and you don't want to go with those three players combined, is there is there someone else you would wouldn't mind pairing with these guys? Um, I guess you could even just keep the Twin Towers going, get someone durable like a like a Bam. Um, yeah. Just lock in your big man stats and then just go full, um, full on in the others. Um, you could even try, try and just do a punish assist build um, instead of getting Bam and you could get someone like a, I don't know, like a Vucevic or someone else that value isn't in the, um, in the assist itself, but you could definitely go down that avenue because n- neither of them get a whole lot of assists. It's not really what they're known for. Yeah. It is. It, I find these two players probably the hardest to build around personally, and because if you're going to get them at the end of the first round, you're looking at the start of the second round. I, I'm not. There's not a whole lot that I love here. So this this point of the draft, I actually don't really love. I don't like pick ten, pick eleven, because I'm I'm less confident in what I'm doing at this point. So if I had the choice of deciding where I want to go, some drafts do that. I know our draft does that, Callum. Um, I, I'm going to try and steer away from this point of the draft. I would much rather pick a pick 12 or inside the top uh, 8 or 9, really, is, is where I'm after. I just realized that I've skipped over someone at, uh, at pick 9. I've missed Jason Tatum. What, what are you wanting to do with, uh, with Jason Tatum in terms of pairing him with someone? Um, I, I like it. If you can get him with Paul George, I reckon that's huge. I'm actually really happy pairing the, the two forwards together. That's such a good combo. They do everything. You have no super weaknesses if you do that. Great threes. Um, your points are really good. Uh, I guess like your rebounds are kind of solid. Obviously, you can get some big men later. The assists, if you do that, won't be amazing. So you could go down the avenue and just punt assists with Paul George, Jason Tatum. Yep. Uh, but it, but even then, it's still salvageable. Yeah. You could pick that up later. I, I see a lot of people in our comments, and I've got a few messages on Instagram and Twitter and things like that, where people going Tatum and going straight into the punt assist category. And I'm not necessarily sure I'm all on board that. I've seen a lot of... Jason Tatum and Michael Porter Jr. combos, which, you know, we've talked about him on our bus show. I think Michael Porter Jr. is not a second-round player. Um, yes, he gets a boost and a punt assist build. Obviously, that's his biggest weakness. But I think Tatum at 4.3 assists, I think that's actually going to increase this year. Kemba Walker's no longer there. I can see him averaging close to five assists. And five assists from your power forward, that's really freaking good. Like, that's... That's a higher-level uh, assist player, especially out of position. So I, I would be tempted to not punt assists with Jason Tatum. I'd be more likely to go a punt blocks and a punt field goal percentage build would be my point of view there. So again, those classic guys, um, Trey Young, Van Vliet would be the, the top of the list there. If you can snag a Paul George or a Bradley Beal, obviously those would be the two. Um, at any point, if you can grab a Paul George or Bradley Beal with your second-round player, you just do it. Um, don't don't question it. Just do it with those guys because I think they're going to be um, the, the clear guys at the top of the list there. And at pick 12, we've got Paul George currently as our 12th ranked player. I did previously have Bradley Beal ranked higher than this, but since the news of his um, vaccination status has come out, I have knocked him down. He is my clear 13 at this stage. 
I tweeted out the other day that I think there is a clear 13, a top 13 in the draft, and it would be the players we've mentioned and Paul George and Bradley Beal. I think if you're at pick 12, at this stage, I'm still pretty confident in going a Paul George-Bradley Beal combo, assuming those players on the board. What are, you, what are your thoughts with that there, Callum? Yeah, I really like it. Um, I'm big on Paul George. I think he, I think he'll be better than Bradley Beal this season, just because they played so much small ball in the playoffs. I think he will play a fair bit more there, and he actually put up pretty good rebounds in the playoffs in that position. So I expect his rebounds to go up there. His points will be huge. We've quite landed out. Threes will be great. You're hoping his steals do come back up. They were a bit down last season. Yes, uh, that, that's one thing. So who would you pair him with? Um, Paul George. Honestly, you can go with anyone as well, which is why he's pretty good on, on that swing. You get him with Bradley Beal, you're getting your value picks. Uh, that Those would be the two clear um, kind of – they're both first-rounders in my eyes. Um, and if you can get that on the turn, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'd be very keen to do that. The other names, if those guys are gone, like obviously you're picking a pick 13, he's probably still going to be there. Um, if if like a Beal's gone, you're probably going to have like a Tatum there or a Davis there or an Embiid. I think you just go – one of those top 13 guys, and you just figure the rest out as you go along. Um, so those top 13 guys, again, Jokic, Steph Curry, James Harden, Giannis, Carl Anthony Towns, Damian Lillard, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis, Paul George, and Bradley Beal. So those, are, I think, are your locked-in top 13. So if you're at pick 12, you just pick the two guys who are left over and the, and your favorite two guys. Um if you can get the Bradley Beal Paul George combo, it works even better because you've got you've got a clear strategy. You've got punt field goal percentage. You've got punt blocks. Bang, locked and loaded. And then you you can maybe hopefully get some bigs on your um, next couple of picks and and go from there. Pick up all your guards after that. So I think that's the best strategy there. I don't know. Is it too early to go on someone like a Trey Young and a Vucevic at pick thirteen? I, I personally do think it is a bit too early. What are your thoughts with those players there, Cal? It, it depends, like, because obviously if you're going to do that, you're probably going to be on the turn. I wouldn't say Vucevic. I don't think he's quite there. Uh, but Trey Young could be. Trey yep. Young definitely could be with the points and the assists is stupidly valuable. Yep. But he only fits certain builds. So you really have to make sure whoever you're getting on that turn, you're definitely making that work with Trey yep. Young. Yeah, I think I think he works with Tatum, Paul George, and Bradley Beal. So I don't, lo- I don't hate the pairing of those three players if that's the play you get at 12, if it's any one of those three. If you want to pair him with Trey Young, I don't hate that. But anyone else, I don't really... Or heaven, like, you know, just in case Damien Lillard falls at pick 12, which I, I don't think would happen. But yeah, he would be another player who I'd love to pair with, with a Trey Young. Um, again, uh, Fred Van Vliet is also in that discussion for me as well because of those big steal numbers. Um, and if you're not confident that Paul George's steals are going to come back up. Yeah, and if you're going to go to the full punt and field goal, like you could maybe maybe you're a bit off Paul George and you just go over Bradley Beal, Fred Van Fleet, because Fred Van Fleet was like pretty much a top five player in punt field goal. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, so. his value dramatically increases with that build, and I think without Lowry there, the assists are going to rise, the scoring is going to rise. He's got really good threes, surprisingly high blocks, um, and the free throw percentage is also really good as well. So. Um, I don't mind him being someone you pick on the turn. Anyone, anything else or anyone you feel like we've left out there? Uh, I know we haven't mentioned um, some players like Russell Westbrook, who's inside, who's ranked 17. Um, he was not mentioned at all. We didn't mention Michael Porter Jr., who's ranked at 22. Chris Paul got one mention at the end. Uh, anyone else that you want to touch on that might be going inside the top uh, two rounds in, in some drafts? 
Um, the only other one who I, I have seen, I guess, coming up a bit would be maybe Shay. Yeah. Um, Shay Gillis Alexander. Um, I, I guess his value was hurt a fair bit with the whole OKC shutdown. Yeah. And and that has affected him. But he, right now he's 28. Um, he put up about, you know, 24, 5, 6 um, is, is your stats. Really efficient, Fifty about 51% from the field, good free throw. His guy doesn't really hurt you a whole lot really anywhere. Pretty bad in steals though. But look, last season was a smaller sample size given the whole shutdown fiasco. Um, who, who would you like to pair with him? Yeah, he's a tough one because he, he also is a bit of a weird one in terms of the stats. He's got great percentages and he lacks... He, the, the steals and blocks came down a little bit. They were higher in his previous year. Um, but he is someone that's got a bit of the risk of the shutdown. Okay, see, obviously, any little injury that's going to happen, he's going to be shut down. So, um, look, I don't really want to draft him inside my second round. I would pair him maybe with uh, Carl Anthony Towns or someone like that if you want to go the punt steals option, um, if that's the kind of way you want to go with a Carl Anthony Towns because you've got still got good percentages in field goal free throw. I don't know, potentially someone you might want to pair with a uh, Steph Curry, again, if you want to go that punt steals option. Um, Damien Lillard, those kind of guys are the, the ones that I'm considering. But he is a bit of a weird one. There's no clear pigeonhole to put him in. I think he also might lose assists with Giddy there as well this season. Yeah, but that's fair. Um, the only other person that comes to mind, I mean, I'll, I'll throw him in the mix just because he had a great playoffs. DeAndre Ayton, he, he was ranked around the, you know, 20, 21, 22 last season. His um, regular season wasn't ideal um, to say the least, but yeah. he picked up in the playoffs. W- would you be considering it in the second round? Yeah, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Just to put it bluntly, I think he's a third round, maybe even like a start of the fourth round player. He's in the 30s to me. I think there's a bit of hype from the playoffs that is going a bit too far. Um, sure, he might take a step forward. The minutes might increase a little bit, but I don't necessarily think it's high enough to take him inside the, the top 24 uh, personally. Um, is, is there anyone else that we've touched on? I think let's let's maybe just quickly touch on like Gobert and things like that. I would, even if I'm a punt free throw guy, I'm still trying to get Gobert in the third round because if you miss out on Gobert, all you need to do is go and grab Clint Capella and you grab Clint Capella instead and you've got basically the same player. Um, so he's someone who sometimes if you switch on that punt free throw percentage in like Basketball Monster or something like that, he shoots up the rankings. Um, yeah, I think... I think you, you, you still try to get him in the third round anyway because you can get his stat set later. Would you agree? Yeah, I totally agree. I'd try and hold off for the third round. Yeah. And then if someone else picks him up, it's like, well, um, I guess someone else is punting three throws. So yeah. probably keep that in mind tactically. Yes, yes. I think that is something to keep in mind. Well, that will do it for today, guys. Let us know who, well, what pick do you have in the draft? Do you know what you've got coming up and, and you know what you're going to be selecting? Let us know any questions with who you think. Um, if you want deeper analysis, if you want us to discuss your team, we love doing that. Um, I talk fantasy hoops all day long. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Um, but let us know uh, in the comments below. Give us a thumbs up. And again, if you haven't already, go over to the Apple Podcast. Give us a five-star rating um, so we can help grow the show, do more fun stuff in the future. And until next time... We'll see you later. Bye.